one. Oh, welcome to our podcast, Serving in Business. This is your host, Steve Ramona. And I'm excited to bring on as a guest, Neil Holmes. He is the founder of Voice Creative, and I've had a couple of great conversations with him. He definitely exemplifies serving in his business, and we want to talk more about that. Hey, Neil, welcome to the podcast. Well, I do appreciate that. I'm wondering if I should do the whole interview like this. Or, or if they understand no, Ireland. Just, <laughs> it's a voice thing, you know? Sometimes you mess around. See, you can tell he's a voiceover. <laughs> Perfect. But Steve, thanks what? for having me, man. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Let's get started and let's talk how Voice Creative started and why you started it. Wow. Uh, Voice Creative started in uh, in the last millennium. We were sitting around the campfire and it was, um, you know, we're going, we need some computers. And let's, what's a computer? I don't know. No, it was uh, late 90s. <laughs> and um, I had been doing radio and I love radio. I think radio is, the, is awesome. It's um Really, I think audio advertising is the most effective form of advertising. I'm sure we'll come back to that. Um, but um, it got to the point where, um, you know, I'm on the air. I'm doing the disc jockey thing and also in the production studio, um, which is the little room where we have a lot of sound equipment to make commercials. And I had more fun in there than actually being on the air. Um, some people prefer to be on the air, and I was just blown away by the opportunity to to mix story and um a sales message and all sorts of uh different sound effects and music beds and different um types of delivery we can yell or we can get or really talk very soft and draw you in um and do all sorts of different things to work for our clients and that's where my passion grew and so I started in, in 96, I started Voice Creative. It was a sideline thing um, and stayed in radio for years um, until finally the stations I was with in uh, in upstate New York were sold. And that happens a lot in, in radio. Things change very quickly in radio. Um, and so the stations were sold. And I said to myself, self? Let's do voice creative full-time. And we took it full-time uh, in the summer of 2001, which turns out later to be kind of a strange timing. But um, it all worked out great. We um, expanded from the city I was in to working with radio stations across the U.S. Um, in many different states and built some great friendships, some great um, opportunities to really help local clients and um, did that for a while and branched out and also started working with uh, TV stations, doing voiceovers for them and doing voiceovers. That led to um, voiceovers for um, for smaller advertising agencies. I wasn't big on major cities. I wasn't big on um, huge advertising agencies because my philosophy has always been, I don't care what you can pay. I want to make sure that you can have the best sound possible. So we're talking small, sometimes small markets, unrated markets, uh, radio-wise. Um, they deserve to have a professional-sounding advertisement for their clients, just like you would in New York or San Francisco or Los Angeles or Chicago. And so that became more of our focus. Uh, we don't get rich off of it, and that's fine. I'm not looking to get rich. Um, I'm looking to do 
good things to help people grow and expand their business. Along the way, um, added a whole bunch of friends that do different voiceovers and different voice talent. Um, our roster is about 60 or so voice actors right now. Um, many of them, well, all of them work full-time jobs somewhere else, whether it's doing voiceover full-time for animation or um, narrations or audiobooks or things like that. We can help do all of that as well um, and have the people to do it. There's a couple of people that they're just blow me away with their uh, talents to do so many different characters from one voice. I'm not going to say they're Mel Blanc, but it's not, you know, Mel Blanc, voice of, of Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes. But they're gifted, uh, and it's a great group of people. Um, and if I can put them to work helping others grow their business and feed their family, that's that's just a, a joy for me. That's where that comes from. Well, joy is a great word, and that leads me to your bio I read that you rescued 10 dogs, and I'm a dog lover. I've got two right here with me. Um, doing something like that, how does that tie into your business because we know what we do in our personal life does affect our business. Tell me a little more about risking those dogs and, and how it impacted you professionally. Well, let's see. So uh, rescuing the dogs, a lot of times to be straight up, it wasn't necessarily me. It was more my wife a lot of times. And that's only because she would go out and walk. Uh, the one specific one that is the most tragic, but the biggest success was a German shepherd that we named Zen. Um, we found him here in, uh, in Louisville, Kentucky years and years ago in Cherokee park, which is an Olmstead designed park. And he was down by a Creek and it was 90 degrees by 9am. And at first, um, my wife wasn't sure that that, that she'd seen the dog when she realized that she went over and realized that this was a dog who was a full adult German shepherd, but weighed only about 25 pounds. He had been neglected for that long and, and was, we found out later, living off um, corn and things like that. Very skittish around flashlights and, and noises because he would go foraging at night for food. Um, she couldn't carry him back to the car because she had another dog. She was walking at the time, another rescue, who coincidentally was named Joy. Um, and so when she, she got to the car, got Joy in the car, and then got back to where the German Shepherd was because it's a, it's a one-way circle around there. She couldn't find the dog anymore. She couldn't find the dog we named Zen. It turned out that he had tried to follow her, apparently, out of the park. He couldn't walk very well. He was very close. He had tripped and stumbled and was in the creek. He had fallen in the creek, and the only thing above water was his nose. So he was also near drowning. Um, so she got him out of the Creek, brought him home. Um, his ears were packed with mange, uh, cleared that up. So he grew into be about 80 to 90 pounds. Um, and just the sweetest dog you've ever met. Um, actually all our dogs have been very, very sweet. And I think a lot of that comes from my wife who is very, very sweet and such an animal lover. She'll put you to shame steve she's a big dog person um and we rescued another german shepherd uh who was bigger the biggest dog we've ever had from a family in upstate new york who just couldn't take care of him anymore 
Um, their kids were getting to that age where the dog was becoming a challenge. Um, and we've had, we had a foxhound follow us out of the woods in Virginia. Um, she was adorable and, and very sweet. Um, and she, but she didn't like the German shepherds much. So if they were at the food bowl for too long, she would put her head down and charge into the German shepherd, knock him off the food bowl. And he'd be like, all right, that's fine. Um, but that was, <laughs> that's just one of the joy you talked about. How does it affect, um, what I'm doing with voice creative? It's because it's inspiring because these are just creatures who, who just give love. That's all they do. Amen. They Amen. will protect you and they will give you love. And, and I'm not always at home. Obviously I have a job so that the dogs are home with my wife is a comfort to me. I mean, right now we have a, we rescued a Dalmatian who will just yell and yell. But when it comes down to it, she's the biggest chicken of them all. I mean, so aren't they all the yellers? Yeah. The yellers do that. away. Yeah, and it's um, it's great that you said that, Neil, because I believe in business. We need to know people a little deeper. Audience out there, you just learned a story from Neil. It almost got me in tears. But this is the heart he has. Would you rather work with Neil or somebody else you've just met from an email or a phone number? This is why I love doing these podcasts because we want to learn about these businesses out there, like Voice Creative. And by the way, I'll put all his contact info in this podcast so you can reach out. Um Let's talk about your favorite book and, and why you love well, it. Go ahead. One second first. You mentioned a, the heart, and it reminded me of a quote, a paraphrase from Stephen King, where he talked about how he had the, you know, they talk about how do you write all these things. He says, because I have the heart of a little boy. It's at home in a jar on my mantelpiece. <laughs> and, and so that is a, a great line, and it doesn't affect, yes. obviously, I still have mine heart in it and so does yeah. Stephen King but <laughs> so talk about a book you said I you mentioned that before and I'm thinking gosh there are so many great books I've read and um the the one from the Black Swan group right now is is a very strong contender and I can't remember the name of the title of it uh it's about negotiation but the one that really struck into my head was I believe her name is Lynn Truss and she wrote a book a while ago called Eats Shoots and Leaves and the big drama there is where the comma is placed. It's all about punctuation. And and I'm a, a literal nerd, um, as my daughter will uh, attest to. Um, let it go, Dad. Uh, and so it's it's eat, comma, shoots, and leaves. Maybe it's eats. Yeah, it's not, I don't remember now, right now. But it's all about having the comma in the wrong place. Because if you say eats, shoots, eats, shoots and leaves versus eats shoots and leaves it's there's a whole different thing there anyway all about the interpretation and for a voice person you've got to have the punctuation in the right place on the script and that makes a lot of of difference um and so that book is is a great thing i mean you started with um strunk and white which is very um academic this one is a lot more friendlier. So if you're if you're going to try and help your kids understand English grammar, eats, shoots, and leaves. I love it. One thing that came to my mind as you were talking is voiceovers. And you're right, audio is is always going to be king when it comes to marketing because you can hear in this audio podcast, you can feel the passion that story you just said about rescuing the dogs. 
but is it's your voice creative available to a certain market or can the small business, you know, that small little, you know, dry cleaning shop, could they use a voiceover as well? How would that work? Absolutely. We, when I mentioned we were doing fine through um, the, once we took voice creative full time and then the pandemic hit and like everybody else, well, almost everybody else, we had a big downturn. Advertising basically shut down because people weren't being allowed to leave their house. So why advertise buying a new pair of shoes at the mall when you can't get to the mall? Um, so we lost a lot of our station clients. And many of them haven't come back yet because that's some have been sold. I mentioned that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently learned that one that we worked for has changed formats. So they're now playing a different kind of music. Um, and that happens. But it's anybody can use a voiceover. And and if you're doing some sort of advertising, if you're doing television or radio or or my program called Zipvertising or anything like that, um, you can do it yourself. Um, there are uh, strong reasons to do it yourself, and there are strong reasons not to do it yourself. There's a reason there's a voiceover industry, and that's because not everybody can be eloquent or convey the right tone. We all have our strengths as humans. Some people are, uh, my wife, for example, who is just a giver. Um, And there are some people who um, find it among themselves that they think that, you know, they're just going to collect everything they can or, or whatever. And if you get into business, there are people that are good at advertising. There are people that are good at um, making shoes. There are people that are good at, uh, at writing novels. We each have our strengths and we need to work together because working together is the only way we advance ourselves and make this a better world. Um, you hire somebody to help with your, your online SEO, then get out of the way and let them do what they're hired to do. You hire somebody to, to, um, you know, help you communicate and build a network and, and Steve's in phone and you get out of the way and let Steve help you do that. Um, that's just the way things go. Uh, if we do that, if we don't try and do everything ourselves, I think the world becomes a better place because we do co- start communicating more and realizing that, you know, that person who's across the street that I've really never said anything to, they're not that different from me. We all have our our likes and dislikes. We all want to see the world better for our kids um, and our grandkids and, and so on. So now I am feeling old because I just said grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's a blessing as well, grandkids. You know, you said something, and I, I just wrote it down in my notes, is get out of the way. Such a great phrase. Because I tell people, when you take your car to the mechanic, you don't change the spark plugs. You take it to the mechanic because he's the expert. In this case, Neil's the voiceover expert. I'm the expert in phone. Your lawyer's the expert. In this world, we need to reach out to the people that can help us. The right people. The people yes. want to serve us. And Neil, I appreciate that comment because that's a slap in the face of get out of the way. Let somebody, the expert, my dad also always said, do not recreate the wheel that's already been built. And that's an old phrase, but. I agree with you. The mechanics example is a, is a great one. I'm not opposed to simple things. Like if you can change your own oil, you know, that's fine, but I'm not going to try and do my own brakes. I mean, I probably could do it. I'm sure there's videos online that would show me how to do it. But when it comes down to it, I want somebody who knows what they're doing so that when I hit that pedal, I stop. And I don't know that I'd have the confidence in myself right away. 
So, you know, yeah, I can change that, my own, but I won't do my breaks. Right. And that leads to you, Neil, the voice, the voice creative using that either comfortable, like you said, uh, you know, he can help you even if you want to do it yourself. That's still getting out of the way. Let Neil teach you and educate you because YouTube, I love YouTube. I use it for solving problems, but I think we're becoming a YouTube community, a YouTube world where I just going to go YouTube and it's going to show me how to change my brakes. It's going to tell me how to do brain surgery. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not what YouTube's for. And I think that if you <laughs> asked Google, that's probably the case. But I love going down this path because when you're getting out of the way, you're allowing somebody to serve you, which audience, that's important. Let's allow Neil to serve you if that's something you do. Or maybe your cousin, family, or friend. Get out of the way. Almost yeah, change the goal, name of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our goal is is about service. It's, um, you know, if you want to learn how to, to I mentioned Zipvertising, which is our program for online advertising in, in streaming audio uh, and and podcasts and, and that sort of thing. And if you want to do that yourself, if if that's some if that's in your wheelhouse, you're comfortable doing that, great. I'll show you how to do it. I have no problem with that. If you want some guidance from somebody who's been in advertising for years, I'm happy to jump in there too. I've got, as I mentioned, like 60 different voice actors. We can cover that and um, decades of copywriting experience that makes sure that that your message, that your unique selling position is the one that will move people. And rest assured, I will never yell at anybody. I do not. We do not do yelling car dealer ads or any ads like that. Um, our ads are based on the way we buy, which is humans buy on emotion. Uh, we like to think that we make it a logical decision, but we don't. We all buy on emotion and then justify it to ourselves. Oh, there's a new pair. Look at those shoes. <gasps> Want those shoes? But oh, I have a I have a conference next week. Perfect. And you justified buying the shoes. Um, that's the kind of thing that that works. One of the other great things about zipvertising, I'm throwing a little plug here, is that. When you get on the audio streaming, unless somebody's gone the Hulu plan where they buy commercial free, you can do that through some of the audio plans too. skip the commercials. But most people don't when it comes to streaming audio. When they listen to podcasts, they still get the commercials and they can't skip them. So you over the course of of six months to a year being on there faithfully, you actually are building your brand and becoming more top of mind so even when people won't reach out to you in the first couple of months they will later and i've had people who have even stopped advertising been off the air for a couple of years and come back and said i just got another hit on that landing page that we thought wasn't going to get any more it was built for your zipvertising campaign and people are still accessing it after we've been off the air for a couple of years because we built their branding, their relationship with people, they're remembered. And that's yeah. what we're all trying to do so that we can be of service. That's fantastic, Neil. And I want to thank you for being on. This has been great. The dog story you just told, I'm going to listen to that back in. And audience, listen to that over and over again. You feeling need to be feeling inspired. Listen to Neil's story because it's inspiring me. Uh, but have, Go ahead. I have to say one more thing. I said we'd get back to the to why ad, audio is the most powerful. Yeah. And, and I'm just do it quickly with an, a uh, demonstration. There's a girl on a hill by a tree. Everybody who's listening now just saw that. But everybody who's listening saw a different image. And that's the power of audio advertising. You've read a, 
you've read a novel and then seen the movie and the movie didn't quite live up to your hopes because the way you saw it when you read the book is different than the producers saw it when they did the movie. That's not bad. It's just different. But using that in audio lets the image, because the listener creates their own image, they remember it longer. And that's one of the strongest things about audio advertising. Whether you do it on the radio, which is still a great medium, whether you do it through streaming audio, which is an upcoming great medium because of its uh, targetability, um, you know, these are great things that that help your brand build. I love it. And audience, write into me. Tell me what you see when you see the the woman on the hill, the girl on the hill. I'd love to see what you have to say. And I like to close. And again, I want to thank Neil again. This has been great. I always like to close for a serving in business podcast. What is a one business tip that you want to give the audience that's really helped you succeed to where you are today? My mother always said, you have two ears and one mouth. Use them in that proportion. Um, the key is you have to listen um, so that you can ask the right questions because people are not trying to fool you. They're not trying to steer you the wrong way. Um, they're doing the best they can, as we do, to answer the question. So you really have to listen. And that's the biggest thing. Plus, you can listen to the radio, too. But I meant, I meant when you're having conversations with people, you really have to listen. <laughs> 